Welcome to Strawberry Blonde. My name's Kaylee. I'm your host. I'm so excited to be here and to be doing this. If you're listening, thank you so much for listening because I really don't expect anyone to listen, especially at first when I'm like just getting started. But it means a lot to me if you are listening. So I love you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Today, I think I'm going to talk about things I've been loving in July since the month is basically over. Um, So I'll do like a July faves episode, which I'm so excited about because July has been such a great month, I feel like. I just did so many things and like I just feel like so much happened. Okay, let's just jump in. So off the top of my head right away, I want to talk about the Barbie movie. So if you haven't seen it, spoilers ahead, I'm giving you a warning. Don't listen if you have not seen the Barbie movie or skip ahead for like probably five minutes. I saw the Barbie movie on opening day um, with my best friend Remy. Hey Rem! and her friend Taya from nursing school and it was so fun like I haven't gone to a movie on opening day I don't think since like the Hunger Games came out so it's been a long time I don't even know when that was like I think I was a freshman in high school so really long time I feel old now anyways so we went and saw the Barbie movie on opening day And it was just such a fun vibe. Like, it really reminds me the whole concept of Barbie and just, like, the whole experience of it is really reminding me of the Eras Tour, which I also attended the Eras Tour in March. And it was one of the best nights of my entire life. We can, I'll definitely talk about Taylor Swift speak now, Taylor's version, of course. But, okay. Anyways, back on track. Back to the Barbie movie. It just really gives off like the same energy as the Eras Tour where it's a whole event. Like everyone was dressed up in pink. Everyone was just like so excited. Like I went at, I want to say it was like 4.30 last Friday. Or, okay, wait. Whenever opening day was. I think it was the 21st. So I went at 4.30. Which, you know, like 4.30 on a Friday, I didn't think it would be that busy because people are still at work. Like, you know, I definitely assumed like a 6 o'clock showing would have been way more packed. But we got there and it was like, I was so surprised how many people were there. But there were so many like parents with their kids and everyone was dressed in pink and everyone was just so excited. Our theater was almost completely sold out. I think there were only a couple empty seats in the whole theater. And it was just such a fun experience. Like, I'm someone who likes to talk during movies, usually at least. Like, especially at home, I'll always talk during movies. I try to be really mindful when I'm at the theater, especially if it's a packed theater like it was. But it seemed like our theater was just really loud. Like, the energy was just buzzing and people were commenting throughout the movie and laughing and clapping and it was just such a fun experience to be there and like get to be a part of it 
because I was literally laughing out loud like multiple times and I didn't feel weird about it because everyone was doing it and everyone was like talking and just having a great time so it was really good and then I actually saw it again on <laughs> on Monday we had a team bonding there with my work so yeah my coworkers and I went on Monday and we ended up being the only ones in the theater that time which was still really fun it was it was really good I really want to see it again like I would I would see it over and over and over like I seriously loved the movie so much I think Margot Robbie was the perfect Barbie and Ken Brian Gosling was also perfect Ken so I just think that the acting was really great and I think that Greta the director I think she was like the head director and maybe a producer I have no idea but she wait I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check myself okay so Greta was the director and I just think that she did an outstanding job with the movie and I feel like the more that I'm seeing like the more people who see the film the more content we're getting about the film you know like TikToks with theories and like little easter eggs that maybe you didn't see before one of them that I saw today was the fact that the four teenage girls at the table were all like basically based after Bratz dolls like they all had the same name as Bratz dolls and yeah it was like Sasha, Chloe, that little that little um group of four which I just think is so genius that she included that anyways yeah I just overall loved the messaging of the movie maybe I won't spoil it actually kind of debating because I kind of want to like map out my thoughts about it a little bit more I guess but I just really loved how the movie was done and I don't know it made me feel like really in touch with being a woman I like like when we when I first saw it with Remy and Taya we left the theater and we were just like like beaming the rest of the night like I feel like all of us were feeling just like really empowered and like we loved that we got to watch it together and just like everything about the movie felt just like I don't know it felt like nostalgic I guess and I just really loved it I also am obsessed with the soundtrack I cannot stop listening to the Barbie soundtrack it's so good uh, my favorite songs are Speed Drive by Charlie XCX and What Was I Made For by Billie Eilish, of course, the one and only. Um, I saw a video of her. It was like an interview of her and this guy talking about when she was offered, not like the, I guess she wasn't offered like a role because she wasn't in the movie, but she was talking about how Greta had asked her to write a song for the film and she kind of gave her free reign and was like I don't care what kind of song I just would be honored if you were on the album and Billy kind of explained how she was a little bit hesitant about it and all of this stuff and then she said after seeing the film and everything that Greta had put into it she was like okay this is like really something like this could be huge 
And then it was just so cool because she was talking about how her and Phineas kind of were in like a writer's block and they both felt maybe like they couldn't continue writing music because they just like weren't sure where they were going with it. Like they just felt, she said they just felt like they couldn't do it anymore. Like they just were kind of blocked up and done. And then she said as soon as Phineas said, should we try writing for Barbie? Like a song for Barbie? Immediately the, he started playing the piano and the first words that came are the first lyrics in the song which are, I used to float, now I just fall down, which I think is just, uh, it makes me want to cry. Like, I think that's so special and so cool. Like, I just wish I could write music like that. It's just insane. Because that, that song is so beautiful. And I love the video compilation that they put over it in the movie. That song actually plays, I didn't notice it until the second time I watched it, that song plays in the background, I want to say four different times in the film. At least that's how many times I noticed it the second time I watched it. Um, but the time that it plays fully, like with the words and everything, is when there's like a compilation of all these young women and girls just like growing up, I guess, and like experiencing life. And I saw another video about that where they were saying, I can't, I don't remember who was in the video, but they said that Greta asked anyone who was involved in making the movie, whether it was the cast, the producers, like people working backstage, like whatever the case was, that if they had any home photos or videos, wait, I mean videos, if they had any home videos that they felt comfortable being featured in the movie to send them in so like the video compilation that's towards the end of the film is actually real people that were a part of making the movie and oh actually I remember now it was Greta in this interview and she was explaining how she wanted to make it seem like like she wanted to remind the audience that like Barbie the movie was made by real people like because we get so caught up you know, and just, like, consuming things and the convenience of things that she she was like, I feel like we forget that everything was made by humans, even all these ideologies that are in the movie, they all were formed by humans, like, they don't just exist to exist, and I just love that, like, I seriously think that's just genius, it's so cool, and it makes me feel so much more connected to the movie in a way like it just is so special I think and I don't feel like I've ever seen or heard of anything like that being done in a movie before so I just like really love that anyways <laughs> I can stop talking about Barbie now I loved it if you didn't see it yet you should totally go watch it it's so good um I can't say enough good things about it I love it so much Next, moving on from Barbie, because apparently I could talk about this forever. The next thing I want to talk about is The Bear, because I'll just stick to shows while I'm at it for a second. Shows and movies. If you guys haven't watched The Bear, oh my gosh. The Bear is so good. I did not think I would like it at all. Ben, my boyfriend, he... Hi, Benny. <laughs> he tried to get me to watch it when he first watched it 
and I was just like, uh, I don't know, like doesn't really pique my interest, like I'm not really into it, whatever. So he watched it without me, and then like, I want to say it was like a month or two, well, it had to have been longer than that, I don't know. However long later, season two came out, and he was like, do you want to watch it with me? And I was still was like, eh, no, like, whatever. And then I don't know what made me finally want to watch it. I'll have to ask him. But we watched the first episode, and immediately I was just hooked. Like, the cinematography in that show is so unique, and it's just so well done. Like, it is, it is like no other show I've ever seen, and I just love it. Also, I feel like the actors did such a good job just like throughout the whole thing it was just so good also <laughs> there are taylor swift references in it um so immediately i like it you know that's just the way the cookie crumbles around here if there's a taylor swift reference i probably like it anyways yeah it's a really good show i don't think i'll do any spoilers well yeah I think I will. <laughs> I think I will do spoilers. So if you haven't seen all of the bear through the end of season two, skip ahead because I'm going to talk about the end of season two. Season one was so good. It's also definitely a show that is not like, like I can't watch it when I'm trying to wind down before bed. You know, I have to like really pay attention and it's very high stress. So I wouldn't recommend if you're, trying to find like a wind down show um definitely the bear is not the show for you but if you're just like interested in a good wholesome show that's not for winding down <laughs> then I think you should watch the bear it's so good so basically we see Carmi like throughout season one like really struggling and I feel like in season two it starts to get better which I love and I also love that season two was shot in the perspective of each character basically like it kind of seemed like each character had their own episode which I really liked the concept at first I didn't love it but then kind of thinking about it and like digesting it I actually really liked that they did that and when I was watching it with Ben I remember being like I don't like that we're not seeing like Carmi and Sydney working in the restaurant like during this part I think it was during Marcus's episode I was feeling that way because it really does focus a lot on their point of view and like their story which is also cool but I was like I feel like I'm missing out on what's going on you know and Ben was like I kind of think that's how they want it to feel like because he is kind of like shutting people out since he started seeing Claire and I was like, wow, honestly, that's just genius. <laughs> like, that's so, so good. Such a great idea. And if that's not what they were doing, I'm just going to pretend that's what they're doing. And Ben is a genius because what? Like, how do you think of that? I just think that's so cool. Um, but anyways, towards the end, like, definitely Richie's episode was one of my favorites. And I did really like the Christmas episode, even though that one was, like, very heavy and chaotic. I feel like it was pretty necessary and kind of, like, the missing piece that 
the show needed to tie in Michael and just like their entire family dynamic. Yeah, I just really, I really liked that episode. But the last episode, I just can't believe Carmi fucking did that. Like, I, I can't believe that he said all that stuff about Claire. I don't even remember exactly what it was, but it was something along the lines of he can't have a successful restaurant and find like enjoyment in things which is just so annoying because like clearly he can he's just like standing in his own way and not letting himself and then he fucks it up with Claire and I really hope that in season three they can like bring it back I don't know I, I really don't know how you recover from that because he was a major dick but I have hope. I really do. I feel like Claire is pretty forgiving and she's going to give him another chance and hopefully he doesn't fuck it up. Ugh, I really hope. But then I'm like kind of thinking like what would the premise of season three be then? You know what I mean? Because like it can't be that easy and there has to be some sort of conflict. So maybe it's just like the business isn't doing as well as they had planned and it's like under pressure or maybe it's doing better than they thought they were like doing better than they thought they would do but then they don't have the means to like support the demand I don't know I'm just really interested to see where it goes I hope that they do a season three I'll be really sad if they don't uh which also I'm now going to go into the summer I turned pretty. (laughs) Um, We just have a wide range of shows here. I know the summer I turned pretty is kind of like a teenage show, but I don't care. So whatever. This is my podcast. I'm going to talk about what I want. (laughs) The summer I turned pretty is one of the only shows that has ever made me ball like a freaking baby. Like actually the last episode of that, show of season one I I don't know why it just like really pulled my heartstrings when everyone found out that Susanna had cancer and it was specifically it's the scene where Belly and her mom are laying in bed together and then Steven comes in and they're all laying in bed together just crying um and then when it's also the boys asking Susanna to do the trial and she's kind of denying and then, you know, she ends up doing it. But uh, it's just so good. And I think because, like, luckily I haven't had a lot of health scares or anything like that in my immediate family. But my mom had skin cancer when I was, um, I want to say a sophomore. Yeah my sophomore year of college, so 2019, and it was pretty late when they caught it, luckily they caught it, and they were able to, like, remove everything, and she was okay, but I think just, like, the initial sit-down of her telling me about that was horrifying, like, it, I think that's why that scene, like, really just, like, pulls at my heartstrings a lot, because it, like, that's exactly what I felt like when they told me about that, or when my mom told me about her cancer, and it just, like, I honestly, I can barely talk about it without getting choked up, um, it just really, 
like I feel like it's so relatable if you've had any sort of experience like that and if it's not then it almost is like a something that you wish you could have if you have had an experience but maybe it didn't feel like you had a support system or you know what I mean like I feel like it could easily be a situation where if someone didn't have that and they saw that it could be like sad because they don't have that and like really wish that they did wow it's getting sad I need to like switch it up here (laughs) gonna back on a lighter note I love the show (laughs) overall season two is still coming out I have not seen the fifth episode which comes out I think it's probably out when I release this episode so I'll have to watch episode five probably today honestly Remy and I have been watching it on Sundays and it's just such a vibe to watch it on Sunday nights like I just love it I love season two so far because I'm a Jeremiah girl I'm so sorry if you're team Conrad because he sucks but you know I read the books in I think I was in middle school maybe high school Um, I know that she ends up with Conrad in the end. Like, it's so obvious the way that it's shot and everything. But I just want Jer to have his time. He deserves it. And I feel like it's his time to shine right now. And I love that for them. Also, I think they should have got a cuter actor to play Conrad. I think they could have found someone so much cuter. But he does embody Conrad, so I guess, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, guys. What do you think? Remy's a Conrad girl, so we have this debate. (laughs) Uh, I, I know that they end up together, and that's, you know, that's just who she's meant to be with. It's fine, but Jeremiah will always have my heart. He's like a sunshine boy, a golden retriever. I love it. Okay. Another thing I love about The Summer I Turned Pretty is all the Taylor Swift songs in it. Like, it's just, it honestly is just speaking to me. The Taylor Swift, the Olivia Rodrigo, just all of it. I love it. Their soundtrack is really good, too. Phoebe Bridgers, oh, it's so good. So, on that note, another thing that I have been obsessed with, a little less now because it's been almost a month since it came out, so I've really got to, like, digest and have my moment with it is speak now taylor's version i seriously love the album so much my friend ellie was over watching the bachelorette when it came out and we listened to it (laughs) like we paused the bachelorette and listened to speak now um all the way through and it was so good i Actually, I don't think we listened all the way through, but we listened to most of the songs, to all of our top picks and all of the From the Vaults, so that was fun, and then obviously all weekend, that following weekend, that's all Remy and I listened to, like on repeat. We've been working on this puzzle all of July. (laughs) We're still working on it, guys. It's so hard. It's like, I'll have to post a picture of it because it's so cute, but it's so hard. It's literally just like a pink background with 12 different toasts and they're all like different 
they're wait 12 different toasts and they're all a different level of toastiness and each of them has a name so like the first one is like barely toasted and it's called barely there and then the last one is like completely burnt like basically just a piece of black burnt toast and it's too far is what it's called or something so they each have like a cute little name under them so like looking at the box we both were like oh this is gonna be so easy like can't wait to do this puzzle together what a fun thing to do no it is so hard it's a thousand pieces and all the pieces are the exact same like I'm talking the shapes there's only three shapes for the whole puzzle which like or three puzzle piece shapes for the whole puzzle which I don't know if you guys do a lot of puzzles but when I lived with my grandparents when I first moved to Arizona I did a lot of puzzles <laughs> with them and it is not normal to have only three shapes for puzzle pieces usually there's at least like six like there's a variation so it makes it a little bit easier to find like the missing piece I feel like but this time they're all the same like they all look the same they're all just bread and pink like it's so hard oh my gosh it's so hard we've been working on it literally for over a month I think now um and it's taking up our whole kitchen table so send prayers because we need to finish it but we literally were working on that puzzle like all weekend after speak now Taylor's version came out keep in mind we barely got anything done in like the whole weekend we only got the border and like one toast border done because they're all the same it was so hard and we're still having to re-piece pieces together because they're just ugh, it's so hard oh my gosh so we listened to speak now that entire weekend and it was so good my favorite song on the album is actually well uh I don't know actually dear John is one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs ever I always sing it to Remy when we drink <laughs> Like, I don't know why that song, ever since our freshman year of college, um, Remy and I met in the dorms, by the way, so it was like when we were in the dorms together, I, I don't know what it is about that song, I would just sing that song and serenade her, and that was the first time it happened was in the dorms, and we're still doing it now, as roomies, in a completely new state. Aw, how cute. We're so cute, Rem. Anyways, <laughs> uh... So, Dear John is obviously one of my favorites, but, like, if I had to pick a favorite for the album, like, for Taylor's version, I actually think that Foolish one or I Can See You, oh, they're both from the vault tracks, and they're both so good. I think I say so good a lot. They're just both incredible. I love them foolish one I just think it's so cute like it feels so speak now to me and I wish that I would have had that song when I was in high school like I just think it's so good okay I don't know why that just happened my mic like wasn't connected anymore but I think we're good so I can see you is so oh it's so good it's also one of my favorites when Ellie was here and we were listening to it for the first time it was just such a vibe like we were so shook the first time we heard that song and just like the first key even 
Oh, it's so good. And it's so different for Taylor. Like, I just feel like it doesn't really feel like any one album. Like, it kind of feels like... I, I do think if it was to be on any of her albums, Speak Now is the perfect one for it to be on. But with that said, it doesn't really, like, fit the vibe solely of Speak Now. You know what I mean? Like, it kind of feels like a standalone thing, which is really cool. Like, I feel like she just always finds a way to make something, like, new. Like, if that makes sense. She just finds a way to bring a new sound in. And I don't know. I just think it's so cool. And she can just really pull off any sound, in my opinion. I just love her. The only other song I could, or the only other album I could see it being on is Reputation Maybe. Since Reputation is a little bit more, I don't want to say rock, but it's like, the sound is just a lot sharper. I don't know how I would say that. I don't know. Reputation is, I think, my favorite Taylor Swift album though, so I can't wait for a Reputation Taylor's version uh it's gonna be so good like I'm gonna be so hyped when that comes out it's gonna be amazing but I think 1989 Taylor's version is gonna be next for sure especially after watching the I can see music video um which actually that was like the one thing about that song that I don't like like I love that song but I think the music video is like very it just feels like it doesn't belong with the song to me. But, you know, whatever. I'm wondering if you guys can hear my laptop because it's really screaming at me right now. It's like doing that thing. I think it's the fan. But when it starts to overheat, it's like trying to cool itself down. Anyways, a couple more things I've been loving this month. Let's see. Um... Okay, actually, I am going to tie it back to the Barbie movie real quick. This isn't, like, spoilers or anything, but I loved the entire marketing campaign they had for that movie, just, like, partnering with so many brands and the way that it was done was just so perfect. Like, even if you didn't want to see the Barbie movie, you were getting ads for the Barbie movie, and you maybe didn't even realize that they were ads for it, like, I just loved it. I think it was so good. I'm gonna go down a rabbit hole if I keep talking about that. Maybe I'll do a whole ep on, like, dissecting the Barbie movie and my thoughts on it and their whole marketing campaign and all of that. So, stay tuned. Something else that I loved in July for a minute, I feel like I've kind of fallen off of this, was Threads. If you haven't heard of Threads, it's basically the new Twitter uh actually even Twitter isn't even Twitter anymore it's called X now which is just so stupid in my opinion I just don't understand that at all but anyways I was loving threads at first and I think I still could love it I just have to like get into it again but it was like so fun and new when it first came out especially because it's synced with Instagram so making an account literally took me 10 seconds and I already like followed everyone who I wanted to be following so I love that aspect of it and like a lot of the big brands that I love like Olipop well I guess they're not like huge but you know like 
brand accounts like Olipop, Dough, which if you guys don't follow Eat Dough, I think that's their Instagram. Their account is so cute and it's like an edible cookie dough. I think they were on Shark Tank. I actually have never tried it, but I really want to because they have, I think they have gluten-free. But yeah, just like a few of the brand accounts that I follow were really funny and just like having a good time, which it felt like social media was becoming like a lot more like loose, like not so, what's the word? Not so structured, like it wasn't so put together, it's more organic and like we actually are seeing like the social media managers like come out with their personalities and even though it's like the brand account, you know, but it was just really cool. I really liked it. I'm not so much on it anymore, but who knows? Maybe I will get back on it. I have to be on it for work anyways, so I probably will be on it. I would I did a Threads takeover on Thursday last week for work, and I saw some really funny Barbie memes and Threads with Barbie memes that I was really loving. So, I maybe that will like get me back on there knowing that I can see all the Barbie content. <laughs> I'm just not over it still. And then, let's see. Oh, something else I've been loving, like, within the past two weeks that Remy and I tried are Tate's Gluten-Free Lemon Cookies. They are life-changing. Honestly, they were so good. We went and bought two other bags after eating the first bag in, like, a day. And... I don't know I feel like I didn't really I wasn't like huge on the lemon the idea of lemon cookies at first and then I was like "Eh, I don't really care that much so we tried them and they honestly might be my favorite cookie I've ever had and they're gluten-free which I feel like I don't know I've been gluten-free for a little over a year now and I feel like it's really hard to find gluten-free cookies or like sweet treats like that that are good but also gluten-free do you know what I mean like they always are they always taste a little bit off to me so like I feel like when it comes to like baked goods or sweets or anything like that I'll usually just make my own like for a while I was making my own cookies I was making my own muffins like I still do sometimes but I'm kind of like I feel like I was eating a lot of baked items so I was like I need to cool it with the baking for a little bit but yeah they're just like honestly the best gluten-free cookie I've ever had and I I'm someone who loves a crispy cookie and not a chewy cookie so they have like all my heart at this point they're so crispy and yummy and just oh so good something else I'm trying to think of other things that I've been loving because I really talked about Barbie for so long Uh, I'll just say like two more things off the top of my head that I've been loving and then I'll call it an ep. But um, I've been getting into yoga a lot more in July. Uh, I think I've done it almost every day. Even if it's just for five minutes, I've been trying to make an active effort to do it. And I feel so much better after. Like I I really want to get into like hour-long classes, but I just haven't found... Right now, I just watch them on YouTube, so I haven't found any that are hour-long that, like, pique my interest, I guess. Um, Because I feel like in that case, I would rather go to a class. But also, having a a membership at, like, a yoga studio, especially in Phoenix, is so expensive. Like, uh, 
it's it just feels so expensive and I'm kind of just like mm, I could do this at home and just like figure out how to make it my own kind of thing so I've been doing yoga with bird which she's a creator on YouTube and she has like all sorts of different lengths of videos and types of videos she has one specifically for like the mornings how to feel good and have a great start to your day winding down before going to sleep like tension relievers for the neck and shoulders she has hip stretches like she just has all these really cool videos that I really like I usually do her 10 minute ones I've done one of her 30 minute ones and it was also really good but if you're looking to try some yoga and you don't really know where to start I feel like she's a great place and she plays really relaxing music in the background which I really like I also have been loving chunky white sneakers like oh I think they're so cute I just got a pair of Reeboks I bought them when ASOS was having a 4th of July sale and I want to say they were like $60 or something which I don't feel like is that bad for sneakers and they're so comfortable like I would wear them every day if I could but I really want them to last (laughs) I always do this with shoes I like I'm obsessed with them and I overwear them right away and then they kind of just like get dirty and worn out but yeah I'm super excited about those Uh, I recently have been making matcha at home which I really want to try the Emma Chamberlain one the Chamberlain coffee matcha because I've heard it's really good I just am so lazy to order it I don't know why I like have had it in my cart for so long I just never have ordered it But I picked one up at Whole Foods recently and it was like one of those 100% Japanese traditional matchas. At first I think I used too much so I didn't love it. But then I figured out like the ratio and now I'm obsessed. Like it's so good and it feels really clean because a lot of matchas come pre-sweetened. And so the fact that this one isn't. It already feels like a little bit healthier and I just put like some simple syrup in it that I make at home. I have been seeing like strawberry matcha everywhere but I don't really feel like that's my cup of tea. Like I'm not super into like fruit flavored things. Like I love fruit but I don't love fruit drinks. I like barely like smoothies honestly. Maybe I'll try making like a strawberry simple syrup or something and see if I like that. Because that kind of sounds like it could be good. I don't know. But yeah, I've been doing matchas at home. And I do matcha with soy milk. If you're like trying to get into matcha, I definitely would recommend just getting one at Whole Foods or like fries that's not sweetened. And kind of playing around with like the ratios of how much matcha to sweetness you like. Because I do think if you don't have the right one, it definitely just tastes like grass. Like, maybe that's how it's supposed to taste because it's literally green tea leaves. But it can be so yummy if you do it right, to me at least, like, for my preference. Because I'm sure it's probably not meant to be drank with soy milk and simple syrup to, like, mask the grassy taste. It's probably, like, traditionally a really good drink on its own. But in my opinion, (laughs) with some simple syrup or vanilla or any sweetener that you like and soy milk it is like unmatched like I would have that over coffee every day it's so good but yeah 
I think that's all for this ep. I'm going to do monthly favorites probably at the end of every month, I would bet. So stay tuned for that. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for listening. It seriously means the world to me. Even if it's just one person that listens, like, I love podcasts, which is why I wanted to start one. Um, my favorite podcast is Goes Without Saying with Sefi and Wing, and they just really inspire me, and that's, I guess, like, the big reason why I wanted to start this, because I've really had, like, I feel like I've had a desire to start a podcast for around three or four years. I just was scared and didn't really know how, and, like, I thought I would need a co-host and all this stuff, but then I kind of just decided to do it on my own and see how it goes. So, yeah, if you need another podcast rec, I definitely recommend Goes Without Saying with Sefi and Wing, and another one that actually got me into podcasts was What We Said with JC Marie Smith and Chelsea Curtis. That one's so fun, too. That's kind of the vibe I want to try to foster in this podcast is, like, older sister best friend kind of vibes and I just really want to build a community and just like have a really great community full of people who like want to support each other and just like be each other's biggest cheerleaders I guess so yeah I hope that this podcast can be that for some people that would literally mean everything to me anyways (laughs) yeah so thank you again so much for listening I'm going to be uploading episodes every week, so stay tuned and follow Strawberry Blonde on Instagram at strawberryblondepod. I will see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. Love you. Bye.